Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5 Minute Major, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of the HV Pucks Podcast, powered by Capiche.com. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from more mainstream media outlets is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and the Grandstand Sports Network. I want to apologize in advance for my voice being a little hoarse. However, I had a massive uh, afternoon of covering high school hockey uh, yesterday, Saturday, March 3rd. I took a a short road trip up to uh, Glens Falls, and I took in the uh, John Jay versus Queenberry regional game. And then I took on the, um, or, or checked out, I should say, the Messina versus uh, Bethlehem regional game on my way home. Um, I was able to get some great video of the championship teams receiving their uh, trophies. I was able to chat with coaches briefly, uh, interacted with some parents and some fans in attendance. So I'm really setting myself up for uh, a very exciting um, state tournament next weekend, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, You know, when teams hit the ice at the beginning of the season, they're ultimately playing for the right to represent their schools and communities at the New York State Public High School Athletic Association uh, State Championship Tournament in Buffalo. However, before booking tickets to the Queen City, teams have to win their respective section championships and then take on another top team in regional games, which took place throughout New York State yesterday on Saturday, March 3rd. So now that everything has... um, happened. All the games have been played. Uh, We know exactly who's going up to Buffalo, and I'm going to go over that now. So in Division 1, Section 1 champion North Rockland defeated the Section 9 champion Monroe Woodbury by a final score of 8-1, to and will face Niagara Wheatfield out of Section 6 on Saturday, March 10th. Uh, There's a little bit of a debate as to the start time of this game. I have it listed as 9.30 because that's what the NISPA website says, although I heard a rumor that it might be changed to 11.45. I will tweet out the most up-to-date information as I receive it. Um, In uh, Section 2 from uh, uh, Division uh, 2, John Jay defeated um, Section 2 Queensberry by a final score of 6-2. And we'll take on West Seneca West, which is out of Section 6, on Saturday, March 10th at 2.15 p.m. There doesn't really seem to be any debate or uncertainty about the start time of that game. Uh, The other state semifinal game on the 10th of March uh, up at the Harbor Center in Buffalo, you've got Messina out of Section 10 taking on Victor out of Section 5. And again, that start time will be dependent on... Um, the North Rockland Niagara Wheatfield start time. So we're either going to have that game at 9:30 or 11:45 a.m. The other state semifinal game in Division Two on the 10th at the Harbor Center in Buffalo is going to be Sweet Home out of Section Six versus Auburn 
excuse me, out of uh, Section 5 at 4.30 p.m. Uh, I'm going to stick around for most, if not all, of the games because I want to make sure I know exactly who's playing who and have information for all of you um, because we have to see how everything shakes out, Uh, which leads us to the state finals on the 11th of March, which is Sunday, again, up at the Harbor Center in Buffalo. The Division I finals are set to take place at noon, and the Division II finals are set to take place at 3 o'clock. My flight uh, out of Buffalo doesn't leave until 6.55, so I should be able to be there to capture all the uh, post-game celebration, um, again, depending on you know how this all plays out. Uh, but I predicted that North Rockland and John Jay were going to win their respective uh, divisions uh, at the beginning of the season, and I am uh, fully supporting both of them to win uh, state titles. Uh, for the first time ever in Section 1 history to win a divisional um, state championship for D1 and D2. Um, I should also mention that unless you have a subscription to Spectrum Cable, which used to be known as Time Warner, you'll be unable to watch any of the action from Buffalo. Fortunately, I will be there providing uh, live in-game updates all weekend from the pre-tournament dinner on Friday night through the awarding of the championship hardware on Sunday. Uh, It's my understanding that the pre-tournament dinner uh, and the media day will be held at the Key Bank Center, which is where the Buffalo Sabres play. So I'm super excited about that. I think it's going to be a great experience for the players and for the coaches um, to be in that uh, venue. Um, and then uh, all the games get underway on, uh, on Saturday. So, you know, you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast. Uh, this is your boy, Trav. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Uh, hello there, uh, this is, uh, Happy Gilmore, and, uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. One of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week, I sat down with Melissa Brody, who I affectionately refer to as the Queen of Federation Hockey. In all seriousness, she is the creative force behind the empire, better known as Icing the Fed, which covers hockey in western New York like no one else. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Melissa Brody who I affectionately refer to as the Queen of Federation Hockey. She is the creative mind behind the empire known as Icing the Fed. And she covers hockey in Western New York in Section 6 like no one else. Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time out to join me today. I know we both had late nights yesterday uh, covering regionals. Hey, Trev. Thanks for having me on. Uh, listen, it's been a long time coming. I've been after you for a bit. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about the origins of Icing the Fed, like how you got into hockey and how you decided to put this all together? Sure, yeah. I started off working for a smaller newspaper um, covering a few different schools and all high school sports for each of those schools. But it was really hockey that kind of, I don't know, grabbed my attention more, just the atmosphere of high school hockey, there's just really nothing like it. And that was um, 2015. I was able to go to 
the state tournament with Williamsville East that year. Unfortunately, they lost in the state finals, but it was still a really fun year. So I just had the idea to, you know, try to start something on my own. And it's really taken off from where I started. It started off just writing and then, you know, went into the videos and learned that, you know, kids love those and they love all those different social media aspects. So I really just kind of branched out into all of that as well. Yeah, I mean, taking off is definitely putting it lightly. I mean, I first found out about you, I want to say like, I don't know your birthday specifically, but it was your birthday. And I was just seeing tweet upon tweet upon tweet, happy birthday at Melissa Brody, happy birthday at Icing the Fed. I'm like, who is this Icing the Fed? Who is this Melissa Brody? I got to find out more. So certainly, you know, the rest is history. Um, I've seen you in action, certainly up at the um, state tournament last year when I flew up and I got to see you also work some games down here in December when you came down for Pelham's uh, Fabulous 15 tournament. So, you know, this is going to sound like a, a silly question, you know, but uh, as someone that hosts their own show as well, um, how many hours per week would you say do you dedicate to icing the Fed? Um, I, I was thinking about this because I read your question, but, you know, I, I cover usually about 10 games a week, so that's about two hours a game. Okay. And then putting together the videos and stuff from each of those games, it's usually about half an hour of video. So I guess that would be, oh, it's early to do math, but you know, <laughs> probably about 30 hours a week. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and you know what? You put your heart and soul into this work and it absolutely shows. So is it safe to say, Melissa, that you are the only person with Icing the Fed? Like, do you have anyone that helps you or is it really just kind of, I know you sometimes will have players or other people, maybe fans doing the interviews and stuff. But for the most part, do you have complete creative control? Yeah, it's all me. I have I have a couple of guys that will help me with um, some of my graphics. One of them is my friend John Lucas. And then the other one is Cooper Panic, who works with Time and Hockey, runs all their social media stuff. So you've probably seen some of his stuff out there. I have. Um, so, you know, it, those guys take a little bit of a load off, but for the most part, it's all me. I love uh, I love what he's doing with all the different uniforms. I think that's really neat. Um, I particularly enjoy the stuff that he's doing on there. Um, you talked about this a little bit um, in your first answer, um, and, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. The atmosphere for high school hockey is unlike any other sport. Um, you know, that I, you know, working in education, I go to a, a lot of games and there's nothing like being in a packed barn on a Friday night or a Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is, you know, especially when two rivals mix it up. What's your favorite thing about covering high school sports, in particular high school hockey? I think it's just really getting to know the kids. Um, you know, I, I always look forward to those interviews after the game. You know, not that the games themselves aren't super exciting. It's always fun to be able to watch those, but. You know, getting to hear the kids' perspective on things, just watching them have so much fun during videos that I put together has really been my favorite part of it all. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with you. You know, I got the inspiration to put my show together, you know, from kind of looking at what you do. And certainly, you know, I made the trips up to, to Utica when the tournaments were still in Utica at the War Memorial uh, in 2010, 2011, and 2012 when Suffren made their runs. I, I'm a middle school counselor, as you might know, 
And the seniors on that team in 2012 that won it all had all come through my office. So I had a personal connection to them and to watch them leave it all out on the ice and win, you know, at that level just kind of solidified for me that I need to do something, you know, more, um, you know, to cover this sport. And then when we have Mamaronek and Pelham, you know, win it all, I said, you know, we have a little bit of a hockey hotbed going on down here in section one. So let me try my hand at it. And while I'm certainly not at the level you're at, um, I have experienced a a real nice degree of success. So uh, um, again, your answers are spot on, you know, as far as, you know, why I'm into covering uh, high school hockey as well. Um, Let me ask you, Melissa, because I know you've been down to see, you know, our teams play and certainly we're now making it a point as section one clubs to come up and uh, play up in the Buffalo area, up in the Fed as it's known. You know, how do you think section one hockey compares to Fed hockey based on what you've seen, what you know? From what I've seen, obviously I haven't seen a whole lot of Section 1, but, you know, I've seen a little bit of Pelham, a little bit of Mamaronek. Um, coming down there for that tournament was, in December, it was a lot of fun. Um, I feel like we, you know, we have a few more teams up in Section 6. Sure. Um, but, you know, we've obviously seen that they're comparable with, you know, Pelham winning states two years, or last year, and Mamaronek the year before. And, you know, both times they've, you know, had to go up against, either section six teams or teams that beat section six teams. So, you know, we've seen, you know, that that they're definitely very competitive with each other. Yeah, I would, uh, again, you know, when I was in high school in the late eighties, you know, it was unheard of for teams from up your way, you know, for, for any upstate teams to come down and play in a tournament or to come down and face off against uh, Section 1 teams in the Hudson Valley. And now it just seems like, you know, it's, uh, it's a regular occurrence. So stick taps out to Ed Witts for putting together those tournaments. Um, and uh, so that's a perfect segue into my next question, Melissa, if you wouldn't mind. Could you just give me a little insight? I'm certainly not asking you to tip your hat or give away any state secrets, but can you just tell us a little bit about what to expect from Niagara Wheatfield and West Seneca West next weekend? Sure. I'll start with Niagara Wheatfield. They're, they're a real solid team who it seems like every game they're just getting better and better. Um, they have they actually have five captains because the, the senior leadership on that team is just so strong. They're a real close group of kids. And even after the last game of the regular season, which they won, they were frustrated that, you know, they, they just didn't feel like they really – gave it their all. They said they felt like they had more left in the tank, more left to give. So they went into the Section 6 final, and I knew that, you know, if they were able to give it give it their all out there, they had a real good shot at beating North, and that's what they did. Um, and then last night against Syracuse, you know, it was a team they didn't know a whole lot about, but they were able to, you know, show that they're, you know, one of the hardest working teams in the state um, and really gave it their all, and they were able to really take it to Syracuse and beat them as well. And then with West Seneca West, um, it's another team that's gotten better and better as the season has gone on. They they really had a couple of games that were kind of a, a wake-up call for them when they struggled a little bit in the middle of the season and just from there really got serious about what they were doing, you know, kind of took a step back, looked at what it would really take to win, and then just, you know, really dominated through the rest of the season. Um they beat Sweet Home in the section final, which they have a chance to see Sweet Home at States again if both teams were to win um, next weekend. But, you know, they, like I said, they've just, they've gotten better and better. And it's, it's been cool to watch them kind of learn as they've gone along, too, just to kind of, you know, play smart hockey and really work hard and learn what it takes to win. You know, I'm sure as someone who covers the Fed like you do, it's, it's nice to see two teams um, representing your area. 
Uh, much like it's exciting for me to have two Section 1 clubs come up. Um, you know, this might be a hard question for you to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you have any favorite memories or moments of the season so far? I know it's not over. It won't be over till the uh, hardware is awarded next Sunday, a week from today. But anything stand out to you in your mind from this season? Um, yeah, and I mean, I've, I've tweeted about it before, but it's it's a team that, you know, didn't end up making it real far. Um, I've had some of my favorite memories with that team with St. Francis. Um, they're just, they're just such a, a good group of kids this year. They were the only team to get me a birthday card. And, you know, it really started last year after I, I got a concussion and I got hit in the head with a puck while I was scorekeeping and covering a game. And they went out of their way to get me a team hoodie with icing the fed screen printed on the back and a get well card and gave that to me. And then this year, just, you know, being there for a ton of their games, one of my favorite memories was they played time in, in an outdoor game just before Christmas. And just, you know, the atmosphere was kind of festive. It was snowing pretty hard by the end of it, which made it kind of tough to play hockey, because even though there's a roof, it was blowing in there. Um, but it was just so much fun. I know both teams just had a really great time. They, they ended up tying 1-1, which they were both frustrated with. But it was just a really, really fun memory. Okay. Um, and then also watching how far St. Mary's was able to make it this year in their very first year. They went into the playoffs as the number five seed for the Catholic schools out of five teams and beat St. Francis and then shocked um, Canisius with a great 36-save shutout by Cam Ruggiero, who's their senior goaltender and didn't want that to be his last game, and then went into the finals and shocked Joes and beat them 3-2. And it seemed like everybody in Western New York was rooting for them to you know, win that state championship yesterday. And they came close. Unfortunately, they didn't get it. But, you know, for their first year in the Fed, um, after taking a couple of years off, it was it was just really cool to see what they were able to accomplish this year. Absolutely. And I, and I know that you're going to be pulling for, is it Adam Page, who made the Paralympic team? He's affiliated with uh, St. Mary's. Is that correct? Um, I believe he is. I know he's from Lancaster. I wasn't right. sure what high school he went to, but I know he's from Lancaster, and that's where St. Mary's is located. Yeah, because I, I tweeted out a couple of times, stick taps out to him, because I know that he was connected to the team, and uh, he's, he's uh, going to be representing the U.S. Um, over in South uh, South Korea. Um, favorite professional hockey player, Melissa, past or present? Zenon Kanapka. Ah, I love that name. First of all, I love that name. What is it about Kanapka that you like? Um, you know, he came to Buffalo. He was only here for really a few months, but he just, you know, he seemed like a, a great locker room guy. Anyone that talked to him, you know, could tell you what a nice guy he was. I was able to meet him a few times. And then, you know, just to, to see a, a big, tough hockey enforcer who was that nice to everyone and had a pet rabbit. Hmm. And, you know, made his own wine was just kind of, you know, <laughs> just a very, very interesting person. I have, it was a lot of fun to follow. I have to tell you, I, you know, I've, I'm sure your experience is the same. Like, I found hockey players out of all the professional, you know, sports to be the most humble, the most gracious, the most accommodating uh, the most interesting, if you will. So, and I do have to say, you know, stick taps out to the the entire Fed, the entire Western New York area for really treating high school athletes 
the way they should be treated, particularly hockey with the media day. I mean, I just, you know, I'm so jealous at the way that, you know, you guys up there do it. And even the the, the good people in New Jersey, you know, bringing the kids uh, from the New Jersey state finalists to the Prudential Center and having, you know, former players speak to them and letting them tour the facility. So, you know, I hope that at some point Section 1 can get on board and do something like that. So as we wrap up here, Melissa, um, here's my last question for you. If you weren't, and I gave you this moniker, and I hope you don't mind it, if you weren't the queen of Federation hockey, with all this icing the Fed, what would you be doing? You know, I'm honestly not sure. I'm, I'm a strong believer that, you know, you're, you're kind of where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would hope that I would be somehow working in hockey, but really every other opportunity that I've had to work in hockey kind of started with, you know, with icing the Fed. It's the reason I have my job at Harbor Center, and I'm really excited to kind of be part of, you know, hosting the state tournament next weekend. Um, so, yeah, I really I really can't imagine what else I would be doing if, if I wasn't doing this. That is, that is the perfect answer. Um, I've been chatting with Melissa Brody. She is the creative force, the driving force, if you will, behind Icing the Fed. Um, you can find her on, on Twitter. Uh, it's at Melissa Brody, right? Just straight through. Correct. And also, of course, at Icing the Fed. Right. At Icing the Fed. So, Melissa, um, my flight lands at about five o'clock. I will absolutely be there for the pre-tournament dinner, which I heard is uh, going to be at the Key Bank uh, Arena, which I'm very excited about Um, because I didn't go last year. I just I got there. I was kind of scrambling. Like I said, I was new. It was really my first opportunity to ever be in Buffalo, let alone be at that tournament. So I didn't go to the pre-tournament dinner, but I'm absolutely going to do that this year. You and Hunter were so kind to me last year, just kind of you know showing me around and letting me know what was what. And uh, I know there's no more banana pepper dip at 716, but hopefully we can grab something yummy either there or somewhere else at some point next weekend. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you next week. All right. See you next weekend. All right. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast. What's happening, y'all? It's your boy, Stephen A. Smith, and y'all listening to the HV Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. Hey, Travis Jackson. Holler at your boy. As the 17th episode for season two comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. Stick Taps out to the Hudson Valley Girls High School Ice Hockey Initiative, who have raised over $60,000 towards the creation of a girls' high school hockey league right here in the Hudson Valley. You can follow at HVGHSIH on Twitter for more information. Stick Taps out to the Frontier Lakeshore Orchard Park, or FLOP, girls varsity hockey team on winning the 2018 New York State Public High School Athletic Association Girls Championship, the Section 6 Championship, and the 2018 uh, Federation Championship for the Ultimate Trifecta. Congratulations, ladies. I look forward to meeting some of you um, when I come up to Buffalo next weekend. Stick taps out to senior forward Connor Ball on earning 38 points, uh, which broke down to 17 goals and 21 assists this year uh, for the Webster Schroeder varsity hockey team, setting a new single season scoring record. 
Stick taps out to senior goaltender Kieran Varga of the Nyack Tappan Zee Icehawks hockey team on winning the 2018 Hobie Baker High School Character Award for Character, Excellence, a Love of the Game, and Sportsmanship. Congratulations, Kieran. Uh, Stick taps out the sophomore forward Jack Kinlan of the Trinity Catholic uh, ice hockey team who tallied 30 goals on the season, including 13 in the last four games as of February 26th. Stick taps out to junior goaltender Matt Shore of the Pope John hockey team who made 79 saves. Uh, Yes, you heard correctly, uh, folks, 79 saves in a 2-1 overtime loss to Don Bosco on Monday, February 26th. Stick taps out to senior goaltender uh, Chase Irland of the Victor hockey team who made 39 saves in a 1-0 win over Penfield on Monday, February 26th. Uh, Stick taps out to senior goaltender Casey Boone of the LaSalle hockey team who made 33 saves in a 7-0 loss to Bethlehem on Tuesday, February 27th. Uh, Stick taps out to freshman goaltender Ethan Uttermark of the East Catholic boys hockey team for making 38 saves in a 3-0 loss to Connard on uh, Wednesday, February 28th. Stick taps out to junior goaltender Lance Lipman of the Trinity Catholic hockey team for making 53 saves in a 4-3 loss uh, to Wilton on Wednesday, February 28th. I love giving uh, stick taps out to the goaltenders. That uh, happens to be my favorite position uh, in the sport. Um, stick taps out to senior forward Zach Tarantino of the Wall hockey team who finishes his varsity career with 208 total points, uh, which translates to 65 goals and 143 assists. Congratulations, Zach, and well done. Stick taps out to the following Shore Conference hockey players out of New Jersey who made the 100-point club. Some of these totals are really impressive. We've got Ryan Burns uh, from the Wall Hockey Team at 174 points, Devin Ralph from Middletown South with 141, John Gallant, uh, John Gallat, excuse me, from St. John Vianney with 133. Larry Hooper from Wall with 128. Nick LaBianca, Jackson Liberty with 124. Freddie Brudo of Manalapan with 119. Nick uh, Brett Schneider from St. John Vianney with 113. Zach D'Andrea from Jackson Liberty at 110. Mike Racchiappi, or Racchiappi, Middletown South with 105. Paul Keyes from Southern Regional with 104. And Nick Leodakis, I hope I got that right, Nick. Nick Leodakis from Middletown South with 100 points. Uh, those guys are absolutely killing it down there in um, the Jersey Shore. Stick taps out to the St. Anthony's High School hockey team from Long Island. I'm winning the 2018 Catholic High, uh, Catholic High School Hockey League Championship by defeating St. Mary's out of Buffalo 4-1 to on Saturday, March 3rd. Um, I also want to give stick taps out to the Rye Varsity Hockey Team as they delivered their Rye Hockey Fights cancer donation to the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center earlier this week. The team collected funds throughout the season. Thanks again for showing everyone what the power of hockey is all about. Um, And in keeping with that theme, stick taps out to the E.O. Smith-Tolland Bucks hockey team who have made a pledge this year to support the Jacob Roger Poulin Foundation through the Score for Jacob campaign. Fans can pledge a dollar amount for every Bucks goal scored this season, which will directly benefit the foundation and its many charitable endeavors, including building a park in Jacob's memory. For more information, you can visit www.jrpf.org or follow at BucksNation1 on Twitter. Uh, The Westchester Warriors 
serves as a local spring youth hockey team in Westchester County, New York. The team raises money for various charity organizations. I was recently contacted by the father of one of their players, Mark Mocha, about this year's campaign to benefit the Westchester Medical Center Foundation. You can make a donation to Mark's page by following him on Twitter at MMOC7. Uh, A scholarship fund has been set up for uh, Drew Booth, who is the captain of the Hall Southington hockey team who suffered serious facial injuries in a game against Connard on uh, February 24th. Booth, uh, who was a senior, was hit by a Connard player in the third period of the game. It was later revealed that he has sustained two fractured eye sockets, a broken nose, and uh, many lacerations. He underwent a six-hour surgical procedure on February 26th. A GoFundMe campaign entitled the Scholarship Fund for Drew Booth has been created uh, to help Drew and his family. Uh, A scholarship has also been created in memory of 16-year-old Darian Locklear, who was a junior at Brighton High School uh, out in Michigan, who tragically passed away in a car accident on February 6th. Darian was loved by many and was a beloved sister, daughter, and friend. She was an outstanding student and a talented AAA hockey player. A GoFundMe campaign entitled the Darian Locklear Memorial Fund has been established with the goal of putting more kids on the ice in Darian's name. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity, and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to the HVPucks podcast. I'll be back with some of my final thoughts after this. This is Brian Riley, head hockey coach at Army West Point, and you are listening to the HVPucks podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now, back to the show. As the horn sounds on the 17th episode of Season 2, I want to let you know some of the topics for this season's future podcasts. Uh, I'm going to continue with the playoff talk while preparing for the New York State Public High School Athletic Association Championships uh, on March 10th and 11th. Uh, I'm planning to have a player uh, on from uh, North Rockland, from John Jay, from Niagara Wheatfield, and from West Seneca West um, between now and March 9th, which is when I leave for the state tournament. Um, I've been talking about this all season, but I'm really looking forward to putting together a special about the history of Hudson Valley hockey with Stefan Vallis and Mike Schoenbach, uh, two legends uh, in our sport. Uh, I've been talking to both of them uh, in person uh, at recent games that I've seen them at, and they're super excited to uh, to put this together. Uh, you know, for the past few months, I've been telling you about a very devoted group of Harvey School alumni who have been playing together on Tuesday nights for 44 years now. Uh, the game is referred to as Hockey Night in Katona. Stay tuned for player interviews in a future episode. I've been in touch with a few of the guys that play in the game, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there and covering that. Um, my plan is to uh, release a show at least once a month between uh, the end of the season uh, in the middle of March and uh, the beginning of, let's say, the college uh, hockey season, the local college hockey season in September. Uh, if there are topics you'd like me to address on the show after the state championships have been awarded, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you. Um, one more thing, I did uh, reach out to somebody um, who is affiliated with the New York Rangers sled hockey team, and that's another topic that I'm going to be looking to um, to bring to you in a, in a future episode. 
Uh, you know that we have a Where Are They Now segment. So any former Hudson Valley players, please tweet or DM me at TravJack71 if you want to come on. You can join the likes of Tommy Spiro, Jackson Schultz, Russ Mazzaro, Sean Gordon, uh, Anthony Caruto, and Sean Benson. Um, I also want to do another uh, Trainer's Room with Jessica segment, uh, which will focus on athlete health, safety, and nutrition with Jessica Lappy, who is the head athletic trainer at Tappan Zee High School. Uh, before I sign off, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, their love, their patience, and their understanding, because our family time takes a major hit. Uh, during the season as I strive to bring you the best independent coverage out there. You can find me on Twitter at TravJack71, on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major, and on Snapchat at 5 underscore min major. You can also find my show on the Grandstand Sports Network uh, at www.grandstandsportsnetwork.com or at Grandstand underscore SN on Twitter. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, please be sure to check out the new full-length album, Out of Time, um, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. You know, there is a revolutionary new fitness device that's unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's called X-Chain, and it can be configured into 14 different shapes and can be used with over 500 different types of exercises, weighing only 10 pounds. X-Chain is all you need for your best workout. To find uh, out more about uh, this exciting product, you can follow them on Instagram at TrainXChain, and they're also on Kickstarter. I also want to announce I've uh, created a scholarship in memory of Dick Kittle, who was an off-ice official and a fixture in the Mamaroneck sports community for over 30 years. Um, I've accepted nominations from Section 1 hockey coaches and will present the scholarships uh, to graduating seniors at the All-League Dinner on March 13th. I've also contracted with Shoots Media, which is a local company, uh, to document the awarding of the scholarships and to interview the recipients afterwards. I started a GoFundMe campaign to help with a scholarship, so if you're interested in donating, any amount will help. Please visit the HV Pucks Podcast Operations Fund uh, on the GoFundMe website. Uh, this is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and uh, I'll see you at the rink.